Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode. Um, so today, uh, a modest proposal, and with it, second thoughts already on my modest proposal. So let me explain. I want to talk about this convention that we have in the recruiting industry that we all take for granted, and that's giving notice. Specifically, our candidates have to give two weeks notice. They have to. So here's what made me question this. And it really had nothing to do with giving notice, but, but it came from the same realm. So I'm interviewing rookies from my office um, because I believe hiring in a bad market is the exact right thing to do. If I can get somebody right out of school, a blank slate, who hasn't been through the scars of a bad market and teach them the business, they're usually superstars. That's just how it works, right? So I've been interviewing a lot of people right out of school. So think about it. If you're right out of school, say December of 2022, and you're interviewing with me now, you went to school basically during COVID. So this person had their whole life forced remote. So they went from high school to forced remote college. They got through it. They did okay. So now they go into the work world. And... They're interviewing people like me, and I'm telling them, you know, we work 8.30 to 5, five days a week here in our beautiful office. And I'm having some of them say to me, why? Why? Why does it work that way? Why, why, why would I drive 35 minutes from my house to come to this office to sit at a computer when with cloud computing systems I can look at a computer screen and be on your CRM from my house and do Zoom meetings with you when you want to manage me. What, and then I have to drive 35 minutes home? Like, why wouldn't you want me using that 70 minutes to be at work? And, you know, uh, I struggle for an answer. I don't know, because we always did it. So this is the first generation who comes out of college already only knowing a remote way to learn and to be productive. And they question the whole notion of going to work. To them, it's an old idea. I mean, I grew up with, you wake up in the morning and you go to work. But where is that written? Is that a law? Is that a convention? So I tell you this because we're placing another candidate who is a little bit older, but mid to late 20s. And she got an offer for a pre-sales position. And we walked her through the process and We'll show you how to give notice, and we'll talk about counteroffer, and we'll onboard you. And she, first job out of college, said, I don't understand. Why do I have to give two weeks notice? Well, because you have to. But why? I mean, if they were to fire me, they wouldn't give me two weeks notice. It's an at-will agreement. We all work at will. That's what my employment contract says. So... If my will is, I don't want to be here anymore, how do they keep me for two weeks? Why? And, you know, it's been my experience that when you do something just for the sake of doing something and you can't easily explain, like I couldn't explain to the person I was interviewing and I couldn't explain to this woman easily the reason why it's done, that's when I like to explore it a little bit. Because my whole career has been about blowing up the way people used to recruit. 
And now I'm the mainstream guy who's saying, no, this is how it's done. And I'm always really cautious about that. So I started with trying to find out how long we've been doing this in American business. How long have we said you have to give two weeks notice? And whenever you look into these things, it's always amazing that it's nowhere near as long as you think. I mean, you know, you might think like so many of our traditions that came from the UK that this is this is just the polite way society has always done it. No, it's an American thing. And and it started in the uh, the late 40s, early 50s. Um, just about at the same time that human resources was being formalized. So you you went from I handle all my own hiring and firing to oh, we've got a then called personnel manager, now we call it an HR manager. Okay, they do this now. Okay. So why don't you write an employment manual? So they write an employment manual. That's when you start seeing it show up in employment manuals in the 40s and 50s. It's important to understand, though, that this was a different time, right? So when the employment manual said, if you were to leave us, you have to give us two weeks' notice, well, this was a time when 88% of companies offered some sort of pension to their workers once they hit retirement age. That number is 33% now and dropping precipitously. So understand that when this idea came forward, it was we give you all of these benefits and this compensation and these benefits. In return, you've got to give us two weeks' notice. That seems fair considering we're giving you this pension. Okay, but now they're not doing that. And so I think we have to start with this basic idea that this is not a law. I've actually had recruiters at conferences refer. Like, in my state, is the law you have to give two weeks? Or in my state, is it one? Okay, it's not a law. It's, it's not a government policy. It is a, it is a social norm. It is a custom that we've developed that if you're going to leave, then you must give me two weeks' notice. It's, it's just the right thing to do. Um, it allows me to have some sort of transition plan as the worker or as the, as the boss that manage you for all this time. It's the right thing to do. But understand that it has become basically um, the vocational equivalent of you can't break up with me in text. We've been going out a year. We've slept together. You cannot break up with me in text. It's just not how it's done, right? So important to realize, first of all, that it's simply a custom. Customs often change depending on the market realities and the societal changes. So let's talk about its purpose. And, and uh, I want to just uh, make it clear that I've talked to a variety of my own clients, um, people that are line managers, as well as some VPs of HR. Shout out to Caroline Platt uh, from both Continental Mills, and before that she was uh, uh, at Starbucks. As a branding manager, uh, uh, she took the time to walk me through this because I wanted to hear it from the company perspective. Like, does it work? Do you, do you really need this? Or is it just a custom that you guys 
have also gotten used to. And certainly from the, the company perspective, uh, they do think it's important. They do think, look, uh, I need some time to make this transition. Uh, I'm surprised by this. I didn't know it was coming. You're throwing a curveball at me. So it would only make sense for you to give me a little bit of time for me to work through this. Um, and, and certainly, ostensibly, that seems to make sense, right? That that if I put a certain amount of time and effort into a company, uh, there are certain things that I do that uh, that other people don't do. So I don't want to leave the company, quote, unquote, in the lurch. I hear this a lot. I'm sure you guys have heard that phrase a lot. I don't want to leave my company in the lurch. Um, and, and the idea is over a, a period of time, um, I will, two weeks, I could not find in all the research I did, I couldn't find anyone that could tell me why two weeks, where is that written down, uh, why not three weeks, why not six weeks, why not one week, um, it becomes sort of a, a norm that got started that uh, nobody knows exactly why. So the idea is over two weeks, I will give you, uh, whoever you decide to replace me, I will give this person some quote-unquote training, walk them through what I do. This is where there's supposed to be a peaceful transfer of power if it's a management job. And there's also personal stuff at a desk, right? This is personal. It, it, it becomes sort of a, a, a vocational version of uh, classified documents, right? Um, which at this point, I feel like there's probably classified documents in my garage. It seems like they're everywhere. But the whole idea of, uh, this is mine, but this is the company's. This is what's on my laptop. I'm going to uh, get this off my laptop. I'm going to transfer this information. And certainly, it was certainly made clear to me by the various people I talked to, especially the ones who are my clients in healthcare, that there are certain positions um, where the nature of the job does require some notice. Uh, those of you who place positions know that a physician probably has it in, in their contract. You can't just walk out of the hospital. Um, you have to give us X amount of, of time because there's X amount of people dependent on your care, and you've got to walk them through each patient and what's going on with them. Um, certainly the same sort of urgency would be the case if a company was positioning itself uh, uh, to be uh, an initial public offering and a CFO decides to leave, oh my God, that would be horrific. Or um, if you're an IT manager who's doing a conversion of, of a large company and you're running that project, you guys have all heard candidates say, uh, look, I can't, I can't leave them in the lurch. I can't leave for a month. And we all get freaked out and think that this is their way of backing out of the job when instead the nature of their job requires more notice. And I think that's probably fair. That's not the majority of them, is it? That's not the majority of them. Uh, the majority of the people uh, who are giving notice, if we look at it from uh, the candidate's perspective, it's like, okay, I have to get this. I have to give this notice, and I will, because it's the right thing to do, because I don't want to burn a bridge but then let's look at the reality of what happens 
when somebody gives notice. They are essentially done. They're showing up every day, but they they don't, and who can blame them, really give a damn anymore. And then here is my argument that I have been making to my clients for years, because I try to be fair about this. I, I My modest proposal is let's stop asking for notice. Let, let's convince candidates not to give notice. Let's, let's just get rid of that, because you know what? My experience is if you make people respond, they can respond. If 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 Joanne walks out tomorrow, then guess what? Um, Joanne's walking out. Oh, we've we, we, we got to get on this. Um, and so you will respond if you're a decisive person. You'll figure out who can handle it, who can't. You'll probably hire faster. At the end of the day, we are proactive when we're forced to. I, I honestly think no longer giving notice would make companies more productive faster. Of course, the side benefit to the recruiting firm is the person starts faster and you get paid. But I, I honestly, aside from that, which is very real, I honestly believe that when somebody gives notice, they become a cancer on the firm that they are giving notice to and are staying for the next two weeks. And they may have good intentions, but the good intentions fade quickly. They say, I'm going to work hard for two weeks because I want to leave this place. Um, everybody feeling good about me. I don't want to burn a bridge. Um, I don't know where this elusive bridge is that everyone's afraid of burning down. But what happens is after about day two, take a little late, later lunch. You, you come in a little later. You leave a little earlier. You don't get to something. That's okay. Um, and and that's just for the first few days. By week two, you are a flat-out menace because here's what happens in the normal course of human discourse. It's just human nature. Oh, my God, Joe, I heard you're leaving. Yeah, yeah, I've got a new job. No kidding. Where are you going? I'm going to this great company. Oh, tell me about them. And Joanne goes on and on about how great this company is. And... It just happens, guys. It's not intentional. He, by definition, then implies that it's a whole lot better than here. Once I interviewed at this company and they offered me this and they showed this, and you know what? They do this here, and they have this kind of computerization, and they do this, and they'll let you do that, and the benefits of this. You have that person running amok for two weeks, and by the time you give them their little lunch party where everyone has cupcakes and, and cheers Joanne and wishes her well, they're all updating indeed, and they're all thinking really seriously about why are they staying on this sinking ship. It is an absolute cancer. For what? Because you're too lazy to hire somebody really fast? Because you don't want to do Joanne's job for two weeks? Because you don't want to be hassled because you're about to go on vacation in two weeks with making sure someone does the year, the monthly end statements if you're an accountant? You, you would be so much better served, it seems to me, to say, hopefully not every day of your life, your manager, because if it's every day, something's going wrong, but several times a year, someone's going to give notice. And in those times, you've got to react and go, okay, uh, i got to deal with this right now. Um, pressure point. Uh, Joanne's gone. Let's get her out of here. 
and now let's focus on who's going to get it done, how I'm going to respond. Let's get somebody else in here soon because the best way to move past the person who leaves is to have someone else in. The two weeks notice, a lot of these managers guilt her into three or four, just lets the cancer metastasize. It just makes it worse. Now, a lot of you know that I have a pretty diversified uh, search firm. And, you know, we do an awful lot of insurance and healthcare and med device and manufacturing um, and HR and accounting. So in those areas, we do struggle to convince clients to rethink requiring notice um, and candidates to not give notice. Doesn't work very well. Um, it works pretty well, though, in our sales practices. Now, that makes sense, right? Because it's pretty easy to convince a VP of sales that if Joanne gives notice, really expect her to start making cold calls for the next two weeks? You, you expect her to drum up business that she's not going to get paid on? Does that make sense? And they're much more open to the cancer analogy and let's get them out and let's move forward. Let's, let's say, you know, best case scenario, you say, congratulations to Joanne. Here's an email. Joanne's leaving. Congratulations. We wish her the best. Um, worst case scenario, you make it clear to everybody that we all knew Joanne was not happy and we weren't happy with her and we're all better off without each other. And every good manager knows how to spread that message too, right? So in sales, we don't get much pushback on it. And I think it's the right thing to do. So I got all excited about this, right? I, I said to myself, this is what I want to do this year. I, I want to get rid of giving notice. I, I want to be evangelical about it and talk clients and candidates out of it. I knew it would be a, a, a heavy lift. I, I, I know candidates would be scared to death about burning bridges. And you know what? Um, every single client and hiring authority and VP of HR that I talked to, um, I said, so this fear candidates have, um, if I don't give two weeks notice, I'm burning a bridge, and then when I need a reference five years from now, um, they're going to stab me in the back and it's going to cost me a job. Has that ever happened? Someone worked for you for 10 years, and for whatever reason, they told you, I can't give two weeks notice. I got to start Monday. Sorry. Hope you're okay with that. And you were mad. Five years later, would you really stab him in the back? Have you ever heard of that happen? And I couldn't find a single person. Obviously, this is anecdotal and it's not clinical data. A single, I couldn't find a single person who would say, oh, yeah, I would, I would take that person down. I would, I would post something online. I, I would go after that person. No, they were all like, oh, I think she made a mistake. I think she should have given me notice. But uh, no, she was a great employee. So, you know, I was hopeful that if we did this over time, people would get past it. And the custom, the norm that was formed in the 40s and 50s at a time when companies were providing more in return for giving notice would, would change. And we would all be the sort of Gen Z individualists that, that are in the marketplace already. This idea of it's truly at will. Um, if I want out, I walk out. If you want me out, you walk me out. But that's the proposal, and here are the second thoughts. Because, wow, I have to say, um, a lot of these 
uh, VPs and clients uh, I talked to, um, they were they were nostalgic about this, and they pushed back against me, but not for the reasons I thought. Not for the obvious selfish reasons of, hey, if I keep around for two weeks, that gives me time to form a counteroffer. I asked about that several times. They convinced me that that's not done on purpose. That is not the reason why I asked for extended notice. Nope. Nope. Okay, so then why is it so important? Is it really that hard for you to find someone else at your company to do this job for two weeks? Is it really such a hardship? And most of them conceded, no, it's not that big a hardship. Obviously, certain people are harder to replace than others. And I said, well, then what is it? Why do you hold on to this? Why are you telling me that you still think it's useful? And that's when they told me something that felt true to me. They said, it's not just that I need them to give notice for the transition. Um, I need them to give notice for me. I need to notice. What do you mean you need to notice? Because it's uh, almost every one of them uh, compared it to a divorce. They said, because this is a relationship that broke. Um, I had a personal relationship with these people. They worked for me for years. Um, almost every single one of them said, I felt I had let this person down. I felt like I had done something wrong. And I needed time to get over it. I needed time to get used to the idea that this person uh, that I care about will no longer be in my life. Now, what's amazing about that is I wasn't just told that by startups where, where some technologist recruited you know, his, his best salesperson at his last job and they started something together and they were partners. No, I heard this from big companies. Hell, Caroline worked at Starbucks. And it's like, no. Companies are just a bunch of people that work together. And they have all the flaws and foibles of people, but also all the emotions. And almost every single one of them said, I need notice because I think they need time to let go of us, and we need time to let go of them. Hmm. Now, to play devil's advocate, I said, well, what about if the shoe was on the other foot? You've hired this new person. You, recru you recruited them. You interviewed them four or five times. You met the spouse. You gave them this big job. They signed the offer letter. They're supposed to start in two weeks. You're doing the onboarding. You're sending out emails, introducing them. You're updating your website. And then you get a call from the candidate saying, hey, th things are rough here. I, I need to give an additional two weeks notice. How's that feel? What would you do in that case? And now this was not good news for me as a recruiter because on the candidate side, I'm always telling the candidate, if you ask for more notice, you're sending the wrong signal to this company that you don't care about them, that you're stuck in the past, that you're looking for a reason to back out. And that was not backed up by my conversations. Most of the, especially the HR people said, if it's two weeks, I get it. I get it. You know what? The recruiters get crazy about two weeks. Two weeks to us goes by in five seconds. Somebody needs an extra two weeks, especially if they're going to be an employee that we value, especially someone that we spent all that time recruiting. 
what is two weeks? I tell them, I understand. We're going to be empathetic to that person. We're going to make them feel good about the move they're making. Now, to a person, they all said, if they want to give me an extra three months notice, then we got a problem, and I'm probably going to rescind that offer. Okay. Fair enough. But even though I kind of do believe some degree that giving notice is an antiquated notion that isn't going to serve the Gen Z people with the super short attention spans, they've got me giving second thoughts to this. They've got me believing that for some reason these these really perceptive people in the 40s and 50s, 70, 80 years ago, realized something that I miss being caught up in the day-to-day slog of trying to make placements. People feel really attached to each other in the workplace. We spend an awful lot of our lives with each other in the workplace. Um, and when someone leaves, um, you don't feel good. And you need time to adjust. Having said that, um, when somebody gives notice here, who's a recruiter, um, that I have trained, um, I do walk them out. I walk them out. They're in their car within an hour. Uh, they have a meeting with my manager uh, to go over their pipeline. We make it clear we'll pay them on anything that they have in the pipeline. Um, we let them gather their things. We get their fob for the door. We shut down their email and their CRM and, and all their passwords, and we wish them well. That might sound severe. It's not done just to protect my clients and the recruiters that are staying here. Um, And we don't speak uh, ill of the dead. Big reason of why we walk them out, I now realize, is because it hurts. Once upon a time, talked this person into buying into this dream. I gave them all the training I gave everyone else. For some reason, it didn't work feels like a failure, and it's hard to stare failure in the face for two weeks. I welcome out. I know the feeling that these clients and VPs of HR are talking about. So, modest proposal with real second thoughts. We're always interested in your comments. Uh, Those of you who are members, uh, let us know what you think. Let us know if you're... uh, going to continue trying to get people to shorten their notice, trying to talk candidates into potentially not giving notice, I'm still sort of in the middle. Here's what I tell candidates to say to clients. Um, Chris, I've decided to make a move. Um, I think it's what's best for me and my family. My decisions are irrevocable. I'll be here for two weeks uh, and work as hard as I can during the transition. Unless you don't feel like that's what's best for the company and you want me to leave today, I'm happy to do that. We have found a significant amount of clients go, yeah, you know what, that's probably best. So let's at least let the candidates give them that alternate choice. And if a client says, I'd rather not go through that pain, let's get you out today, I think that's probably best for everybody. You you can't move on. Uh, until the source of pain is gone. All right. 
always good to talk to you and we'll do it again soon.